Hey there, game friends. Keeper of Arcane Lord John here. Highway of Blood, Dark Territory is a violent, scary romp in West Texas, the contents of which may disturb, confuse, or upset some listeners. As always, listener discretion is advised. Specific content warnings will always be provided in the notes for each episode. We use the Call Cthulhu 7th Edition role-playing game, as well as the Pulp Cthulhu supplement, both produced by Chaosium Incorporated, to play this game. If you want to find out more about Call of Cthulhu or any of Chaosium Incorporated's wide variety of fine role-playing games, you can find them at www.chaosium.com, in the Miskatonic repository on www.drivethroughrpg.com, or wherever fine role-playing products are sold. This game is an adaptation of the adventure Highway of Blood, written by Alex Galat, Ian Christensen, and DeVay Breon Jackson for Critical Hit Productions, and purchased via the Miskatonic Repository on www.drivethroughrpg.com. You can find all of Critical Hit Productions and Alex Galat's great adventures there, and if you want a no-cost way to help our podcast, and you can use our affiliate link for drivethroughrpg.com in the episode notes when you're making your purchases and kick us some milkshake money. With that said, it's time to get smartened up, so enjoy the show, you marks. The endless ribbon of asphalt stretches to its vanishing point at the low hills on the horizon, though the heat haze makes the distance nearly impossible to guess. The vans become an oven as the temperature tops 100 degrees, and it's not even 11 in the morning yet as you're traveling through West Texas on July 28th, 1975. Even when you're stripped down to the bare minimum, you're still covered in sweat, and having the windows down does little to help as the hot wind feels more like an industrial hairdryer. You have enough water and beer to keep you hydrated, but it's so warm that it's almost like drinking tea. You were told the next town wasn't that far up the highway, but you haven't seen so much as a speed limit sign for the last 20 miles. The gas gauge is just dipped below half a tank, and even though no one said anything, you're all starting to get a little nervous. You're not even sure that turning back would make a difference at this point, and then you see it. The sun reflects off a faded metal sign depicting way too happy gas station attendant in a cheesy cowboy hat that looks like it dates back to the 50s. A cartoon word bubble over his head says, you're almost there, partner. Beneath him is a weathered SO logo. Almost as an afterthought, there's a small sign tacked to the pole beneath it that says five miles and turn right. As promised, five miles later, you see an unpaved but well-defined road turning off to the right. Two signs are mounted on a slightly tilted wooden post. The top one reads, Abattoir, three miles. The lower sign simply says, gas and food. Thank God. I wouldn't want to run out of gas in Texas. Why don't you go ahead and introduce your character at this point? I'm Harm. I play Gwendolyn Brown. She wrestles as a face under the name Trixie the Tomboy, and she also serves as a valet to Jackie and Drew under the name Little Saint. Outside of kayfabe, she tends to look like the girl next door, 
She has red curly hair, wires clothing that's easy to move in, and she is currently driving the van. It is her van. I'm Obi, playing Andrew De Silva or Drew. I'm from the East Coast, the area of Boston. I'm a dark-skinned gentleman with a blocky square chin and a smooth head and gives the impression of nothing more than a walking mountain. He's broad, not as tall as Jackie, but still pretty big. I'm Roy. I'll be playing Jackie Hughes. Jackie is a beast. He's another mountain of a man, just nothing but pure muscle, dirty blonde hair, sun-kissed skin, and he's trying to show off every bit of himself constantly because he thinks he looks like the best man in the world. (laughs) I'm Steve. I will play Rad Tad Gad, the plaid Galahad, who was born Thaddeus Gadowski. He grew up in lower middle-class poverty with his Eastern European immigrant family in the Northeast, but loved professional wrestling. He would sneak into as many shows as he could. When he came of age, he tried to make it as a professional wrestler before finding his true calling as an announcer and commentator. Since then, that has been his meal ticket, both in and outside of professional wrestling, and he's made a very good living for himself doing it. He's tall and lanky with short, dirty blonde hair, green eyes, no facial hair, and a good quality, fashionable plaid suit. And he's so pretty. Very pretty. (laughs) Hey, I'm pretty. Yeah, but you ain't as pretty as Ted. I love that name Uh, so much. (laughs) And as you're reaching the turnoff point, you can hear over the radio as rolling down the highway reaches its conclusion. Welcome to another day in the seventh circle of hell with the mercury expected to top 110 degrees here on the devil's backbone. And tomorrow ain't looking any better. My old grandpa used to say, you can't change the direction of the wind, but you can always adjust your sails to reach your destination. I don't know where you're headed, my friends, but here's a little something to keep you going down the highway. And at that point, Frankenstein by the Edgar Winter Group starts playing as you begin pulling in towards the town of Abattoir. Suddenly, however, as you're pulling in, you hear a loud popping noise coming from the back of the Dodge Sportsman with the camper top in its dapper beige and white color combination. I am a good driver. I am not a good mechanic. Can I limp the car towards town? Because every time I have car problems in real life, my goal is to not stop the car until I'm in a place that the car can be stopped for a while. (laughs) Yeah, as you're driving, as you're continuing to keep it going, you realize that at least one of the rear tires has blown. Oh, that's not too bad. I'll pull over It's going a little wonky. You're not certain, but you think the other back tire might be damaged, too. This feels great. I'll pull over then because I don't want to ruin the rims. How far are we from Avatar? You're at this point not very far at all. You could actually see the town off in the distance. You're pretty sure you could ride it there without destroying the rims. Okay, we'll get to the gas station then. Okay, well, ironically, that's the first thing that's located on the outskirts of the town. You have to take a couple of hairpin turns that seem to come out of nowhere, but you're going slow enough with your tires to not really jack your van up too bad that it's not really that much of a problem for you. You can see after you go across a little archaic wooden bridge that leads into the town, this town's kind of like a ghost town. There's a little hand-painted sign that says, Welcome to Abattoir, and below it, a sign that says Population 850. But as you're pulling into this place, you do not believe that whatsoever. 
There are abandoned buildings, abandoned cars that look like they've been there maybe a decade or so. And from what it looks like, there's one main road that runs through town with a bunch of roads that go off of it at odd angles. Past the gas station, which is the SO gas station, you can see a couple of signs like Mather's General Store and the last stop bar and beds. Is there a mechanic shop? You don't see anything that looks like a mechanic shop. You believe that the closest thing that you're going to get to that is the gas station itself. Like, I probably have one spare tire, but I doubt I have two. Who has that? Yeah, and by the time you're reaching the gas station, you realize both of the back tires have at least some kind of a puncture in them. They're both running flat. All right, so I pull into the gas station and go look at my tires, I guess. Okay, the sign over the gas station is pretty old and faded, but you can still see the SO lettering on it. There's a cardboard open sign propped up at a really dirty window, and there's two gas pumps that look pretty old but seem functional. It's got a single garage bay that's open, and there's a 74 Chevy Nova up on the lift as you're pulling in. You can see a couple of figures. One of them appears to be working on the car, and the other two just appear to be hanging out drinking. You can't exactly tell how old they are just from, like, first glance, but they're weathered enough that you believe they're at least in their 40s. So this is a small town. Do you think it'd be better if not the woman went and asked them for mechanical help? Oh, let's get going. Ted, come on. Yeah, I'll pop out with Jackie. Pop out of the back, start walking up towards the old guys. I'm just going to like go look at the tires, see if I can figure out what I did that caused both of them to pop. Go ahead and give me a spot hidden check when you go back to look at the tires. Gwen, I'm only going to refer to you by your character names, people. I hope you're ready for it. I just missed it. I got a 64 out of 60. You are not certain what caused it, but both of the tires in the back are blown. What are you doing, Drew? Are you staying in the car? No, I'll get out and help. When you don't really see anything, hey, let me take a look. So, Okay, why don't you go ahead and make a spot hidden check as well, yeah. Just barely missed also. (laughs) Nice. 48 to 45. You put your head together with her and neither one of you comes up with anything on that one whatsoever. And Jackie... The person that comes towards you, again, difficult to tell his age, but he's a very tall, lanky man. Obviously, you dwarf him, Jackie, but you dwarf pretty much every man that you encounter. As it should be. He's got a white button-down shirt and surprisingly clean overalls with an oily rag dangling from his back pocket. He's got his shirt kind of rolled up with a pack of cigarettes in the sleeve. And he goes, oh, yeah, how can I help you folks? It looks like you're having a little bit of trouble with them tars. Hi, friend. Name's Jackie. We hit something on the way back. It looks like it sounded like we lost a tire. Can you give us a hand over here at all? Like, oh, yeah, I'll go ahead. I can take a look at it. No problem whatsoever. I I can honestly tell you there ain't much doing in this town, but once I figure out what's doing, it might take me a little while if there's repairs needed to be made. It looks like you got a spur on the back. I can always try and get just get it jacked up and put it on for you if it's just the one of them. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. I'm going to head over so that I can let Jackie know that it's two tires. Jackie, I blew both of them. Uh, women drivers, right, friend? You're so lucky I'm at the back of the van. <laughs> he, he chuckles a little bit as he looks up at you. You think he may be a little intimidated by just how big you are. The other two folks that were in there with him, one of them is a man that's holding two cigarettes. He's smoking one and holding the other. 
the other one's a, a relatively overweight man who's just kind of sitting there continuing to nurse a beer. But they both look slightly intimidated by you as well, just because of how large you are. These guys totally blew out the tires of my van. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you can spend luck to adjust your, your skill rolls, you know. Oh, could I do that retroactively on my uh, spot hidden? You know what? Can I do it again? Because I feel like, you, not because I was a woman driver, Jackie. The gentleman that's coming from the gas station that comes back, as you're bending down to look at it again, he goes, oh, it looks like got both the tires good. And go ahead and give me another spot hidden check, please, Gwen. Okay. Do I have a penalty for it? Because I'm doing no. it twice? No. Okay. This isn't curves. Okay. I'm going to spend 10 luck points. Wow. To get that spot hidden. Okay. Early, <laughs> early game luck expenditure. I want to prove it's not because I'm a bad driver. I'm not a bad driver. I'm a good driver. There is <laughs> an old, large iron nail in one of the tires. I couldn't have avoided that, Jackie. No one sees nails on the road. Yeah, I- I'm sure that was it. It's fine. <laughs> I feel like it's not fine. I feel like you think I'm a bad driver. Gwen's going to just bite her tongue and go sit in the driver's seat. As he looks over the situation, he says, well, it's probably going to take me about two hours to get all this taken care of. I don't have an exact match for your tires, but I do have a tube. So we could go ahead and get it fixed, and I can always put a patch on the exterior on the one for you. Thank you. Thank you. How much will that be, sir? Oh, What mean, was your name? Oh, I'm Russ. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Russ. Gwen, that works for you? Works for me. Yeah, I figure the whole thing will probably cost you maybe 10 bucks. That works for me, too. There's not really anything to do as far as kicking around in town goes, but uh, if you do end up over at the last stop, don't eat the food there. You'll be sick as a fucking dog. Ooh, thanks for the warning. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Is there any other place to eat? Unfortunately, not really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you might just want to wait till you hit the next town there, fellas. Just stop back here. I would say about two hours from now. So maybe let's say 1 p.m. I probably have it done for you by then. Yeah, let's head down to the bar. But you said you were going to look around. Is there anything else to do or just the bar? I can tell you how the town's kind of laid out as you're walking towards places. Is everybody going or is uh, somebody yeah. going to yeah. stay behind with the yeah. van or? Yeah, uh, let's yeah, I'll stroll, stroll around. Make sure the guns are still hidden, and I guess I go. I'm wearing a tank top, so my guns are not hidden. <laughs> <laughs> tank yeah. top and jeans. So you're all just tank topping it out? Flexing our way down. <laughs> well, except for me. I'm wearing my yeah. suit. Tad, you are going to be so fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> How are you still in that thing? Yeah, but I'm still going to look good, though. That's the thing. Sure. Yeah, you're not going to look yeah. good as a ball of sweat, friend. Gwen's just in, like, probably some Daisy Dukes because they were popular around the time and a T-shirt, sneakers. The oh. first thing that you can see is you're heading down the main street, which is literally known as Main Street in Abattoir, Texas, is a sign announcing Wayland Estates that's clearly from the 1950s. It's got a man in a blue business suit flanked by his doting, aproned wife and adorable children running along and clinging to his leg. This improbable family gazes at an idealized representation of the estate's mobile homes. 
However, the idealized picture of these things does not match how some of these mobile homes look. This mobile home park has very clearly seen better days. It looks like it's got a couple of roads inside of it that loop around a little bit, but you'd say at least probably half of the trailers inside of there look like they're abandoned. By mobile Mm -hmm. home park, do you mean like a trailer park or do you mean a home that has a bunch of manufactured single wides? No, we're talking actual trailers, not like single wides, but mobile trailers. Some of them are actually up on wheels and some of them are down on the ground on blocks. Is there anything significant beyond it just looking like a rundown mobile home park? I mean, not really that you notice it, just like you don't think that you would particularly want to live there, although you imagine it would be super cheap. I imagine this whole place is super cheap. Well, when you get towards the center of town, you can see a couple of different signs as you're getting closer. You see, of course, the last stop bar and beds off in the distance a little bit. But there's also a general store, a town hall, post office, and a couple other businesses like a barbershop, laundromat, grocery slash liquor store, drug store, and a place called Thunderbird Gifts. It's hard to tell which of the different businesses are open, closed, or out of business just based on where you're located currently. A lot of them are very dusty. And to the north of you, you see the town water tower and a cemetery that's situated above a low hill. There's also a large industrial-looking building. And to the south, there's a classic church steeple that you can see over the shop roofs. And the closest things as you're coming into town are the general store, the barbershop, and the town hall and post office. Do you guys want to stop at any of those? I'm still just walking towards the bar. No yeah. intention of learning much about this place. <laughs> <laughs> if we get bored at the bar, we can always hit the gift shop if it's open, but otherwise I'm not that interested. Yeah. Oh my God, the gift shop and abattoir. Can you imagine? I think they have funny shirts. <laughs> they might have funny shirts. Visiting abattoir is better than a hole in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that shit. <laughs> I'm just good getting out of the sun. I already feel it bouncing off my shiny head. As you come towards it, the last stop has the look of an Old West saloon. It's even got like a wooden false front on it, a wide boardwalk flanking the dusty street, and one of those cigar shop Native American statues. As you go inside, there's a long bar that runs along the left wall with a dozen or so stools. There's tables and chairs that are kind of haphazardly positioned about the room. There's a relatively beaten up pair of pool tables and along a wall behind the bar is a big old mirror that's got a bunch of different bottles of liquor lined in front of it. And the wall above the mirror has tons of different license plates that look to be from like the early 1900s on. And the people they've killed. Assuming. (laughs) Wow. Dark. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the worst part is, is this is how i am anytime i go into a small town that's your instant thought is just my instant thought is like here. i've read too much stephen king to feel safe <laughs> in a small town ever <laughs> i grew up in too weird of a small town to feel safe in a small town right now it looks like the place is pretty empty you see, as you're coming into it, a relatively overweight guy with a lazy eye wearing overalls that are kind of dirty looking and rubber boots staggers out and gives you a kind of nasty glare <laughs> as you're walking up. Uh, I'm going to smile at him and be like, hey, friend, do you mind if we hang out here while my car's getting fixed? He starts walking down the street. He's like, 
I don't care. I don't work here. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were already in there. If it's somebody on the street, who the fuck cares? Yeah, he's going past you. He's coming out of the bar and leaving is what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to glare at him really angrily. <laughs> Are you I'm trying to intimidate him? Yeah, I'm trying to give him a dirty look. That's it. He Not necessarily intimidating. With his lazy eye, and he starts shuffling away a little faster. Nice. <laughs> I just look and kind of chuckle a little bit while he walks away. And you can see behind the bar, there's a very tall, lean Caucasian man. Looks to be in his maybe his late 40s, early 50s. It's got dark eyes, stringy black hair, and kind of like a pencil mustache. Nice. Mm-hmm. As yeah. you come in, he says, well, hello there, folks. Come on in. We got air conditioning in here. It don't work great, but it's better than being outside. Oh, I bet. Oh, thank God. Does it feel noticeably cooler in there? It is noticeably cooler in here. You would say it's probably at least 10 degrees cooler than it was outside. Beautiful. That's who Gwen will greet then. She'll tell him that, you know, she's getting her car fixed and ask if they can spend some time there. Because 11 a.m. is kind of early to be hanging out at a bar. Well, it's the 70s, though. Yeah, but like not all bars are open at 11 a.m. It's a good time to open. Yeah, the lunch crowd. For their food poisoning <laughs> special. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then I think she'll just order a soda because even though it's the 70s, you know, no drinking and driving. Do you have a menu or anything? Yeah, he actually does have a menu for you. Uh, I can read off some delicious menu choices if you'd like me to do so. Sure. Yeah, I could eat. Let me take a look at that. I think Gwen's going to take that guy's suggestion and maybe not eat. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the lunch menu. We're doing lunch dinner right now. Breakfast is over at this point. And there's burger and fries, ham and cheese with potato chips, BLT with potato chips, liverwurst and cheese with potato chips, cheese and lettuce sandwich with potato chips for the vegetarians, pork pie, BBQ ribs and cornbread, chili bowl. There's also the last stop special, which is an andouille sausage sandwich with fries. Could I get a glass of water and some potato chips? It's like he wants to say something, but then doesn't. And he just (laughs) pours you a glass of water and gives you some potato chips. Great. I'm sorry. They also, besides Coca-Cola, have root beer and orange drink. Oh, root beer. (laughs) Are those in bottles? Yes, they are. Can I get a root beer? Sorry, I didn't see it on there. And a bottle of orange drink for me. Thanks. Okay. Uh, Clearly (laughs) not a bunch of hard drinking folks I see. Not yet. Fair enough. Fair enough. It is quite early. Can I interest you in anything to eat? Looks like you fellas probably need quite a bit of fuel, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, thanks. I can't eat any fried food, man. I ate not too long ago. Okay. You're all just sitting inside the bar for a little while, drinking some sodas, staying out of the heat. Did you say there was a pool table or anything? Yeah, there's two slightly battered pool tables. All right, you guys up for some pool? We got time to kill. Let's do it. Yeah. I try to talk up the bartender and, you know, ask him to tell me about the town and, you know, its history and and that kind of stuff. He snickers a little bit. He says, not really that much I know how to tell you, but place used to be a big mine in town. But obviously, as you can see, we're kind of in hard times right now. Why? What happened to the mine? Well, eventually they went bust, as all mines tend to do so. Yeah, Whalen mines ended up going bust around the 1950s, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, later in the 50s. Sorry. I only moved here a couple of years ago, so I'm not totally clear on all the town's history. You'd probably be better off 
I don't know. Maybe I could ask Carlos the cook if he's got a better idea of it, but other folk in town might have a better idea for you. I'm not really that good with history. All right. I thank him very much. Could us at the pool table hear that conversation? Yeah, there's music on, but it's low enough at this point. It's just country music and it's not blaring or anything. So you can hear it. It's a very quiet bar right now. I kind of look over. What made you move here, friend? I mean, honestly, ended up getting a job at a bar. I had saw it in a newspaper advertisement and I just went for it. And I've been here since. It's cheap to live out here. Gotta follow those dreams. Yeah, I mean, this is ain't really a place for dreams. It's more where they go to take a nap. <laughs> Go to nap. <laughs> I hope that's on a shirt. <laughs> I asked him if that industrial building that we saw on the way here, if that had anything to do with the mining. He said, oh, no. He says, that's that's the old Hackett and Sons Beef Company corporate building and the abattoir, I suppose. They used to be real big here. That's actually, uh, from what I understand, why the town's named abattoir. Abattoir. I forgot that means slaughterhouse. Neat. What do people do around here, man? People work up at the waterworks, and we got a cemetery tender. The church is still operative. Old Doc Bob, he's got his business, keeps everybody patched up. Other than that, I mean, there ain't a lot that's going on out here. If we're being totally honest with you, you can go over to the laundromat. You got, you know, the old engine over at Thunderbird, drugstore, bank. That's about it. Sound like this. Maybe even you could stay out of trouble, Jackie. I don't know. Something will happen. Seems like it always does. Jackie's just kind of looking around at this point, looking for, okay, we got the pool table, but he's going to be watching the clock. He's bored and wants to get out of this place. There is nothing here. There isn't. And it isn't for about another half hour or so that more people start trickling in. The first person to come in is an obviously very much older man. He looks to be in maybe his late 60s, early 70s. He's got kind of wild white hair, and he looks like he's already been drinking before he came in here. He goes and sits at a table by the corner. A couple of minutes later, three, how do I put this? Ugly ass individuals come walking into the place. The biggest one of them is Jackie, just shy of your height. The other two are far shorter than this man, but the one that's almost as big as you is completely bald headed. It looks like one of his eyes has like a film over it or something like that. Like it's glazed over, like maybe it's non-functional. And right above that on his brow, from your vantage point at first, it looks like he has some kind of weird piercing or something. But then Mm -hmm. you realize that it's actually a screw. (laughs) And he has tattoos all over his body, although a fair amount of them are covered up by the t-shirt that he's wearing. The other two shorter gentlemen, one of them has a pretty gnarly looking hair lip that looks like it had had some kind of surgery on it, but still is pretty bad. The other one is large, but not nearly as large as either Drew or Jackie. Definitely taller than Gwen or Tad. As they come in, the biggest guy seems to clock you folks over at the pool table. As he moves over, he pulls out what looks like a dollar bill out of his pocket and puts it down. As the other two guys go and play over on the other table. And he says, I got next. All right. All right. Y'all are out towners, huh? We're certainly not from around here. Mm. I don't know. Guess that everybody knows everybody around here. Yeah, you could say that. Technique group, huh? Something like that. Something like that. Y'all, uh, y'all coming through this part of Texas for any particular reason? 
just on our way through, heading towards Florida. Got some work out that way. Hmm. I'll see. Well, we're going to play a little bit of a good game after y'all's finish up. Yeah, you guys go for it. All right. And he moves and sidles over to the bar and starts ordering drinks with the other two who are kind of laughing with each other in a slightly creepy fashion, like giggly fashion. Yeah. Could I roll psychology to try to figure out what they may be giggling at? You can. What you can do is whoever has the highest psychology roll, if you guys are trying to work together on it, you can add a bonus die to them so they can re-roll the tens die and take the better result. Yeah, I want to try and help him. Okay, so I just roll to Maybe you have better to see psychology. if I give it to him. No, you don't even have to roll. Okay, You're just cool. using it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so he gets to roll, but he gets to re-roll the tens die. So I rolled a 39, which is under my 50. Nice. Okay, and you can re-roll that and take the lower of the two if you want. That's what the bonus die does. Okay. Likewise, a penalty die, you roll it twice and you take the higher of the two. Okay. So I rolled a nine for the for the tens die. So okay, yeah. So you'll definitely want the 39. So that's just a regular success for you. Okay. You think that they're just being a little creepy. You don't know exactly what they're doing. They're up to something, is what you think. What time is it? At this point in the afternoon, you'd been killing time, so it's been about an hour total. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess we finish up our pool game and let them have the table. Yeah. It's not rushing, just once it's done, they get the table. Well, again, the two slightly inbred-looking ones out of the bunch (laughs) are playing on the other pool table. There's two of them total. And the other one, the biggest of the bunch... Oh, is he wanting to take the winner? He wants to play, apparently, one of you. Oh, so how would we have paired off to play? Oh, you're doing teams? Four people playing pool. Oh, no, he was challenging just one of you. Yeah, but it would be from the winning team, right? Unless one of you guys want to play him. I don't want to play him. Uh, I'll go for it. <laughs> I was going to say, how do we determine who would be the best at pool? Uh, yeah. For that one, especially since I don't think anybody actually has like the skill pool playing, mm-hmm. we're just going to go ahead and do, let's say, a dexterity roll. Oh, okay. I have a Who's nice the... dex. Oh, yeah. You're going to kill. I don't want to play him. I think the worst thing possible is for this guy to get his ass kicked by a strange woman. Oh, wait, I mean, would that be worse than him getting it by one of you guys? Maybe. Do we I'll care play him. By woman? Do you think you can charm him, Tad? Because I can try being charming while I play. I think I'd have a better chance charming him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go for it. <laughs> we nominate Tad. We offer him up as tribute. Oh. Okay. <laughs> as he I, comes I, walking wait. back over with a beer. Tad's the only game. one who was adamantly like, no. Yes. <laughs> I'll play him. I'll play him. Okay. Okay. I'm going to try and be charming him. while I play, too. Like, like we're not, just going to be close. Not hitting on him charming, but, like, don't feel bad if you lose charming. <laughs> he comes back with a cheap beer in his hand, and when he sees that he's playing you, he goes, Oh, let a woman do your work then, are you? All right. Did he say that to any of us in particular? Yeah, he did. He said it to you, Jackie. Calling you out, Jackie. I would not give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) I would care so little about that. Someone's got to do it. (laughs) Then just kind of take a step back. All right. Let's see who's playing pool better. Probably not me. 
Do you want me to roll my de- against my dex? Yeah, go ahead and make just a dex check at this point, because again, neither of you has pool as a skill. Yeah, I got 81 out of 90. Then I have to flip a coin on this one, because you guys both had the same level of success. Can I uh, also try and be, again, not a person he'll be a sore loser to? What, no, what let's just see how it goes. We'll see how it goes, and then if he gets mad, maybe he'll win. Call it. Heads. You barely managed to edge him out in the game. How's he seeming about that? He's, first of all, not very well behaved during the pool game. You feel him leering at you a couple of times. Mm. He gets a little sourpuss when he ends up losing. He says, why don't you get one of the menfolk to double or nothing me then? For a dollar? Yeah, we'll make it two. I'm just going to look like, I'm shit at pool. (laughs) I mean, I figure you're probably that way a couple of things at least. At least, and at least a couple of other things. Can I charm him now to make him go away? You could try, yeah. Nope. I got a 71. Okay, so you start trying to lay on the charm. He tries to slap you right on the ass. Awesome. Can I dodge that? You can try. Yeah, I want to try and dodge that. 100%. I got a 15 out of 85. Oh. I got a... You see him going for it in something that you've dealt with with fans dozens and dozens of times before. And I'm betting I have like a, a sidestep laugh thing to make fans not mad that they missed. Yeah, you do it flawlessly. Because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that that was an extreme success that you rolled. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, ooh, 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 look, but don't touch. He gets a little huffier and he says, break a thing like you anyway. Probably. I'm tiny. Let's. (laughs) He looks all of you over and then he spits down at Tad's shoes. Come on, boys. Get out of here. Let these people enjoy their sissy games. Have a good day. Well, how sissy of a game can it be if you can't even beat a girl? (laughs) What you say? I think you heard me. (laughs) Oh, you funny, huh? You a funny man? And he's heading back towards you, Tad. (laughs) Well, you certainly seem to think so. Says, why don't you come outside with me, funny man? We see how funny you actually are. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Big mouth. Big mouth. Well, I mean, if you can't even beat a girl. Mm. You know. Keep talking. Keep talking. And you can see he is seething. You don't even... Ha- Nobody has to make a spot hidden or a psychology check. Tad, you're winding this guy up bad. Good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't pay him a no mind. His job is to wind people up. It's what he does. He gets people in for shows. You better be careful. Somebody gonna do something about that mouth. Oh, people have before. Trust me. I punched him right in the face. Mm. All right. And then he just chucks his half full beer bottle in like a low underhand towards your general direction, Tad. I step off to the side and... Yeah, give me a dodge roll on that. All right. Oh, I miss. 72 on a 60. Okay, well, here's the thing. He also misses. (laughs) (laughs) You move to get out of the way, but you realize you didn't even have to because he's a little bit off on the throw. And he goes, fucking motherfucker. And then walks out with the two giggling inbreds. Friends, Um, as usual. I look at Tad dead in the eye. Don't fucking work the crowd here. It's not my fault. It's so easy, though. That's not my fault. You just had to do it, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. Gwen's not mad. Gwen didn't like that guy. She's just glad she dodged his touch. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, what was that? Can I look out and see which direction they're going from yeah. the bar? You can, actually. Uh, are they headed you, towards my van? Well, I mean, they are, but they clamber into a truck that's got some kind of, like, mount on the back of it. And they start pulling away and heading towards one of the roads that leads off from the main road. It looks like they hit one of the roads that branches off before the gas station and drive off. All right. So you said it was time for us to go back and check on my car? When you get back, it looks like Russ is just in the process of getting the last tire mounted, the one that he put the tube in and got the tire patched up for it so it'll ride fine. Nice. Nice. As you get back, he says, oh, yeah, we're just finishing up here, folks, and then we can get you on your way. Thanks, Russ. So we're just kind of waiting around at the gas station now. Is there any place shaded? You can kind of stand near the bay, and there's a little bit of shade from the lip of the gas station. But otherwise, you're muscly enough that you're still getting exposed a little bit. Uh, All right. Just try to tuck back into the shade. I was hoping there was a place I could do push-ups, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, even like the Coca-Cola machine outside is making a high-pitched whine. So you can get soda, but it looks like the cigarette machine is out of order. Otherwise, there's not really anything fun to do at the gas station whatsoever. I'll resupply the van, I guess. Like, I'll go in to buy stuff for, like, drinks and stuff for the van. For that, you would actually have to walk back to the general store. No, this town's full of weirdos. Yeah. I'm sticking with my friends. It's just gas here, then. Okay, and you can gas up, too. It's only $5 to fill the tank up completely. Yeah, I'll do that once it's off the lift. Is he doing it on there? He gets it down as you're making the decision not to go to the general store because this place is creepy. I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre the year before. I know. I know what happens in small Texas towns when you split up from your friends and mess with the locals. (laughs) How dare you beat them at pool? I know. I don't think there was a right decision on who we could have beat them that they'd have been okay with. You guys would have been threatening his masculinity, too. Yeah, just trying to avoid a fight. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying. Tad. (laughs) (laughs) Tad's whole job is instigating fights. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He couldn't help it. It was instinct. (laughs) So you're going to just gas up after you're done and head out? Yeah, make sure everything looks like it's still in my van. Now I'm suspicious of the locals. Yeah, everything appears to be inside of the van. Like, just like you left it. It doesn't look like anybody went through there at all. Cool. Then, yeah, I say we head out because this place sucks. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you start driving back out, and it takes about seven minutes for you to get to the point where the old wooden bridge is. You can see that it's out. No. (sighs) Fuck. Damn it. It looks like something smashed right into it. How deep is the water? Oh, it's not water. It's like a gully. Oh, it's just a gully. Yeah, because you're in West Texas. West Texas, yeah. No water there. (laughs) Can we tell, like, what happened? Like, was it a vehicle? It's not like water went through and took it down. Let's call it spot hidden checks for that. Oh, I rolled 100. I got a 78 out of 60. Damn it. I, I rolled a one. A one? I rolled a one. Well, say no more, because you'll be able to convey this to everybody else. He, like, licks a piece of wood and has a vision. (laughs) You Uh, get down close to the wood 
Like Start inspecting and smell it. You pick and it up. look up to the heavens. You grind it in your hand and then you sniff the wood pulp that comes off of it. And you just know all of a sudden in a flash what happened. What speaks to me. Something <laughs> big and heavy was driven directly into this. You can even see the faint tire marks that are down in the bottom of the gully where the sand shifts around a little bit. The truck those guys drove off and wouldn't have been the right size, right? If it was that big, it would have probably needed something on the front of it to ram into that thing, or you would probably see it down there. But not whatever the thing on its back was, right? Right. No, you that just looked like a mount for something. Based on the tracks, can I tell how big of a truck it would have been? Or if it would have been like a tank or something? From what you can see, it looks like it would have been like a big work truck. You figure yeah. like maybe like a dump truck or something even. Let's go back and ask Russ if there's another way out of town. Well, as you're pulling up towards where Russ is at, you can see that there's a couple of cars in the parking lot of the gas station. And one of them is the truck that that guy had been in. It looks like where the bay is has been shut down and Russ is outside. You can all see just from the window that he looks a little nervous when he looks from them and over to you as you folks are driving back into town. And it looks like there's 12, 13 people in all these vehicles. These guys are going to be like conducting the most dangerous game hunt on us. The welcome what? wagon. Just keep driving away. south. Is there a road out of town? Do we have a, do we we have know? a map? There are maps available in town, but you only decided to go to the bar and they didn't have them there. We're Neat. smart. <laughs> well, Can we pull up to the bar? souvenirs of this? There I'm might be one at the, the gift store. Yeah. Is yeah. the gift store open? It is. Okay, I'll pull up there. Well, wait, you don't think they're going to like do something to Russ because he helped us, right? Probably. Are we just going to... Let Russ go? Can we tell if they looked armed? Did they look like they are going to hurt him? No, it just looked like the big guy that had been in the bar before and tried to be a creeper on you was talking to him, and Russ looked nervous. Might not yeah. be nervous for himself. Yeah. Gwen, just if keep driving. Were... Let's go. Let's go south. Okay, um, do you want to stop and see if the guy at the bar might know a different way out of town, right? Well, he might know. I mean... Bartender? Yeah, the bartender yeah. might know. Yeah, the bar's still open, right? Yeah, the bar's still open. The bar's open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. How, How far, far away is the gift store from the bar? It's a little while down the street, maybe a couple hundred feet. It's on okay, the main can, drag. Is it open? It has a sign that indicates that, yes, it is open. Okay, do we want to stop and get a map first? Yeah, that's probably a good idea, right? Yeah, or just yeah. see if what see if the guy can tell us a way out of town. Yeah, let's go. We'll go in for a map. Yeah, so we're at the gift store. Do the cars from Russ's gas station follow us? No, they don't. Okay. When you get up into Thunderbird Gifts, it's a very simple wooden structure. It's got a look that suggests an old West store. It's also got the false wooden front and a hitching post on there. The sign above the door is elaborately painted that shows a group of native men looking off into the distance with solemn, almost sad expressions. And behind them is a massive stylized bird with dark storm clouds behind it. The name of the shop, Thunderbird Gifts, is painted on it in large old-fashioned pipe. As soon as you walk into the place, there is a powerful smell of sage. The door creaks a little bit. It's a scene of organized chaos. There's a bunch of display cases that have pipes, pouches, knickknacks, turquoise jewelry, all kinds of stuff like that. There's racks of buckskin clothing hanging from the ceilings. is like a bows, arrows, stone war clubs, and the like. 
And you can see there's an Apache style blanket hanging behind the counter that separates like a room behind it. And there's a man as you walk in pure white hair. He's a native American looking gentleman looks to be fairly old, at least fifties, sixties. Well, there don't really get tourists around these parts very much, but come in, come in. Hey, do you happen mm-hmm. to have a map of the area? The bridge got taken out by someone. Bridge got taken out? Yeah. Yeah. That was really strange. Yeah, uh, is there a different way out of town? He says, yeah, I mean, you can run across some of the back roads eventually to get out of town. Yeah, you'll want to take, from what I understand, the one, most of them call it Red Road. I don't have cars, so I don't really go driving outside of town. I live in the back of the shop and everything, so... Do you know if someone might be able to give us some clearer directions? I mean, if you grab one of the young fellows in the area, a lot of the young folks, they go out of town to work or things like that. I mean, we have novelty maps, but it's mostly just how to get to the mine from here, the main route back to the highway. Do we have one of those just in case? He hands it over to you. He says, yeah, of course, absolutely. They're free. Feel free to take one. Thanks. Thank you. Shall we go hit the bar and see if he knows? Sir, you said you don't get tourists, but you got a gift shop? Yeah. Look, this town's seen better days, obviously. I've had this place for over 30 years. Wow. You must really like it here. Why do you stay? Well, it's my home. At this point, I figure they're probably just going to have to carry my body out of here. How long (laughs) ago was it when the town started to go downhill? Oh, Town lost a lot of its population after the mines closed in 56, and every year since we've been losing more and more people as they get older and pass away or decide to move away for better options. I have a buckskin vest I can buy. He's got one that's big <laughs> enough that you can <laughs> wear it, and he's like, that's about as big as they go, honestly, there, fellow. Mm-hmm. I described Thank to you. him the man from the bar with the film in his eye and ask him to tell me about him he wrinkles his nose up a little bit he says oh that's one of them dust billies he's kind of the leader of them from what i understand bunch of friggin' pricks is what they are oh dust billies yeah it's you know hillbillies but out here we ain't got no hills really it's all just dust so that's why they call them dust billies oh i see makes sense that we've got to know the local color come on guys I'm trying to uh, get us out now. Yeah, like, I want to go to the bar, get some directions. I want to ask one more question. Uh, Does he know anybody with a large enough truck that could take out that bridge? He pauses for a moment. He says, no, only truck I've seen big enough for that's probably going to be either the guy that owns the lumberyard. But Pete wouldn't do nothing like that. You know, them dustbillies, they have a big loader, too, so. That makes Gwen very uncomfortable. She doesn't like the way this is scoping. So maybe it's time to not be in this town no more. Mm-hmm. As you head back to the bar, the guy sees you again. And he says, oh, you, you come back this time and wanted yourself some actual alcohol or? The bridge is down. It looks no. like somebody took a truck to it, a big old truck to it. Well, that's fucked. Holy cow. Yeah, easy enough. You just want to go out through the red road. Can you draw us a little map for it? He draws you a relatively rough sketch of the turns that you would need to take. Most of them aren't marked, so I've just put, like, how many turns are there you would skip before you get there on the map. Okay, thanks. Sorry, you folks be safe out there. Have a good day. You know what? I want to buy some uh, small bottles of vodka and maybe uh, ask them for some matches and see if I can grab some rags. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, we got clothes. You made an arm roll for that one, because that's an oddly specific set of requests (laughs) right there. I feel like the Book of Matches, it's the 70s, so those are probably in a bowl on the counter. Exactly. You can smoke everywhere. It's great. Yeah, Yeah. so we can pocket some matches for you, and because we got some sleight of hand in this group. You basically have to convince him to sell you vodka, because you've got two, no, sorry, three pro wrestlers. There's going to be something dirty that you can use for a rag. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, do you want to try and talk them into the vodka? Absolutely. I want to see how many bottles of vodka is reasonable for me to buy. Okay, go ahead and lay that patter down on me and roll Are you doing charm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I try to explain to them that once we get to where we're going, we might have to blow off some steam. And so we'd like to get some vodka for that when we get to wherever we're going. Can I help you, know, you with can, this roll? I can pay yeah, how do you well. sweeten the pot on that one, Gwen? Tell him, like, it'd, it'd be nice to have a sweet memory of Abattoir of our time here. Yeah, you know what? You start laying the magic on him. Go ahead and get that bonus die, Tad. Okay. The best one I rolled was a 21. And what's your total? 50. So that's under a half. Okay, so that's a hard success. He sells you two bottles of vodka, and he doesn't <laughs> sell them at exactly retail price, but they're definitely somewhere between retail and what he paid for them. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Nice. So now with all the alcohol, yeah, he thought we were teetotalers. We come in and leave with vodka the second time. <laughs> yeah, hey, look, it's not noon yet. We're only drinking soda. Noon hits. Give us the vodka right now. Yeah, yeah. two bottles to go, please. <laughs> yeah, okay, and, and you then- realize on the map, the red road, actually, you have to go up a road and then towards the east. I just love that it's called the red road. It's not ominous at all. <laughs> Red means scary, y'all. <laughs> so we're going to just try and head out, right? Yeah, most of the roads go towards either the east or the south. Only it looks like Serpent's Road and Miner's Road go towards the west. As you go and double back and head past the gas station, as you're going up to get towards Red Road, you notice that the cars in the gas station parking lot, that had all just kind of been sitting there at that point, starting up and following behind you. Oh, I don't like that. It's, again, that truck that the big guy had had. And you can see that it looks like there's something mounted on the mount now. Can we tell what it is? Yeah, you can give me spot hidden checks as you're driving past. Give me a freaking grappling hook. He's going to hurt my van. There's no way. Hold on. Let me re-roll that. I rolled an 18 under 50. What, you got a what? I rolled an 18 under 50. Oh, heck yeah. I Go with his. I didn't help. I have 46 out of 25. Whether it's not a grappling hook, I see a grappling hook. That's what happened with me. I tried. I got 67 out okay. of 45. <laughs> so the only person that actually notices what's mounted on there is Tad. Tad, if you didn't know any better, you'd swear there was a harpoon gun mounted on the top of that thing. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's the worst to be right about. What do we do? I'm in the back putting rags and the bottles of vodka. Yeah, we're like 30 years too early, but it looks like Reavers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, I'm, when? Gonna, I'm gonna pull my guns out. No the one driver? Shoot. Yeah, I'm the driver. I'm gonna just get my 38 ready because that's the one I keep under my seat. Okay, so as you see them start pulling around and following towards you, you start grabbing your 38. What's everybody else doing? 
Tad, I know you're on Molotov yeah. duty right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, can shoot, right? Yeah, no, I can't shoot. Oh, gosh. I can make, I've got the normal ability, that's all. If we have to get uh, out of this car, guys, behind the back seat, there is a shotgun. Bring it with you. All right, good to know. Yeah, the box of shells are down there, too. Just take pull, grab them. I'm going to open up my glove compartment and take out the box of 38 shells. <laughs> I've got like a buoy knife, like a survival knife in my pants. I thought you were just happy to see me. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, not much I can do. I'm looking at Tad going, okay, let me hold that while you're doing this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you need a hand, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's good because you're going to negate the penalty die he would have had for trying to make Molotovs in a speeding van. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, a quick driver. Well, Teamwork. yeah, but you're also following relatively roughly sketched directions on how to get out of this town. Do you guys, should I loop back around to the town or should I just keep going? Do you think they're going to do this just, whenever just, we leave? This has got to be like half the town. Let's just go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can see them. They're also like spreading out on the road a little bit. So it looks like if you were going to try and come back through them, you would have to drive off the road around them. Awesome. So we're going to start an automobile chase. <laughs> oh, no. I wish I had a higher drive. I'm What's a driver, but I don't know. I have a 50. Okay. But I've been rolling yeah. for crap, guys, like since this campaign started. So. That's luck. Get your yeah. luck ready. That's true. Can I help, like, in the giving nope. directions? or? I'll let you help, but I'll limit the amount of times you can do so, because there's only so much help you can get by yelling directions at somebody in the middle of a high-speed car chase. True, Start true. putting bullets in your pockets. Can anybody else shoot a gun? I think you guys get like a raw twenty percent on handguns and twenty five on shotguns, but it's yeah. not going to be great if you have to shoot out of a moving vehicle. And I know yeah, you'll have a penalty die unless they're really close to you, because then shooting from close range would negate that. And then sure. also, it'll depend on what side of the vehicle they come up on, because the driver can't shoot across the passenger easily. And sure, but you should probably drive and shoot. You probably shouldn't drive and shoot. No, I shouldn't. So I'm just keeping <laughs> getting my gun out. So if we get in Iraq and I have to run, I have a gun on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great that the guy who has no combat skill at all has gotten us into this. <laughs> Good job, Tad. Yeah. Good job, Tad. It's a great, I mean, great move. It may have been losing. I maybe should have thrown the full match. <laughs> I could have thrown it. No, we're blaming Tad. <laughs> <laughs> Tad, shut your mouth. <laughs> All right. So go ahead and give me a driving check because I know how fast your van moves. Nope. I got a 71 out of 50. Okay. All but one of the cars and the truck come zooming up towards you. You miss the turn to get onto the red road as you go driving past it, but you don't end up having any mechanical failures or any other kinds of problems. Okay, However, I need to turn around. These, well, there's other roads ahead of you that you might be able to turn down, but you can see that other than one car, which looked like it's kind of stalled out while the guy was trying to up the speed... There's two more sedan-style cars and the truck still coming after you. And they're within about, you'd say, maybe 250 feet now and closing. Uh, Drew, where do I turn? Uh, which, which street? Give me an intelligence check, Drew. When the percent is zero mm-hmm. and the 10 is two, 
Is that two or a hundred two? <laughs> no, that's two. Okay. That's a zero two, which is an extreme success for you on your intelligence. Yeah. It memorizes the map. <laughs> you realize something very quickly. You are cut off from being able to get to the red road unless she somehow manages to loop these people and get past them. Otherwise, the nearest road that you're going to be able to get onto and one that doesn't seem to lead away, but will at least give you some navigating room is the miner's road. Okay. What if they're trying to make us go to the miner's road? That's what I'm thinking too. Should I try and loop them? Yeah, I say you got to loop and get past them or we're going to be going all the way down to this miner's road. How many cars are we talking? Gwen. At this point, there's one car in the very back of them that seemed to have, again, stalled out when they were trying to speed up and get towards you. So there's two cars. Each one seems to have three or four people in them. You're not entirely certain. And the truck. So mechanics-wise, what happens if I try and loop them? If you try and loop them, you're going to make a driving check and see whether or not you succeed as they continue coming towards you guys. Is that how we want to do it? I think that's the best move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, All right. I'm going to give you two options. You can play it safe. You can slow down a little bit enough to turn the van because it's very big. It is. And then try and loop around them. That will get them close enough that they'll be about 100 feet away from you. Or you can try and do a J turn. So you won't end up losing a whole lot of speed, but you'll take a penalty die on the drive roll. What if I hand Jackie a Molotov cocktail so when they get close to us... Well, I want you to roll. I thought Jackie already had a Molly. I was holding one. Yeah, you both have Molly. He was in the process of making Molotov cocktails. I never adjudicated that he had Molotov cocktails. Okay, that is fair. What do I have to roll? Let's take a look here. You don't have any science skills. I'm going to have you do a raw intelligence roll. Okay. And only because Jackie is assisting you in this task and holding the bottles and stuff, do okay. you not get a penalty die. Okay, here yeah. we go. I rolled an eight. All right. You make two serviceable Molotov cocktails. Either way, they're going to catch up to us because I'm going to be heading back to them. So play it safe. A J turn in a van. Yeah. I say play it safe, and then if they catch mm-hmm. up to us, Jackie could throw his Molotov cocktail. Yeah, are you guys going to just like prep an action to throw a Molly if they get close? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm going to oh. try and. So who's taking Molotovs? The backseat I mean, boys. Who's going to be better at this? Do we either of us have throw? I don't. I don't either. Yeah, I have a bit. <laughs> I guess I have it. Yeah, I had noticed, Drew, you have a pretty decent throw score, which makes me believe that your character was probably a football player at some point, since that was such a big funnel for people to come into wrestling. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so you are on I totally know my backstory. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, fully fleshed character when I started. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Drew's on Molly's. I'm trying to turn the van around carefully. Like a three-point turn. Okay, so go ahead then. I want you to give me a regular drive check. No penalty on it. Jesus Christ almighty. So what happens if you run out of luck? Bad things can happen. You're kind of not in a great way. I'm not doing great. I don't think I'm rolling well enough to hang with you guys. I rolled a 91. Ooh. Okay, well that didn't work. 
I have a 50 drive and a 60 luck, but I just don't know that it's worth spending. No, it's not. No, it's so not. Yeah, that's, that's a 41 point. You're basically a point, point reduction. Yeah. Maybe I'm not a great driver. Well, here's what happens. Unfortunately, as you're trying to make the turnaround, you go off of the road and your tire sinks a bit into the soft sand that's off of the relatively hard packed gravel and strips of concrete that are on these back roads. Off shoulders. Fortunately, it does not cause the van to tilt or fall over, but you realize the wheel is stuck. So I would have turned the car so that Drew would be facing the oncoming people because Drew's going to be hopefully throwing a molly at them. I'm in the back. Fucking woman you... driver. It's not because I'm a bad driver. This is hard <laughs> stuff I'm doing here. <laughs> bad luck zone. Jackie, would you please be a doll and push the van? I got it stuck. Uh, yeah, can I get out? I'm going to be on the far side of them. You can. Can I try to pop out? Because of the massive cloud of dust that you guys ended up kicking up when you went off the road, and And also because it looked like they were slowing down a little bit as they were getting closer to you, you can see the truck and one of the cars slow down a bit. They're looking like Mm -hmm. they're advancing a bit slowly. Only one of the cars comes speeding towards you, and you can hear them yell, We're gonna get you, boy! So the way that we situate the weight in the van... Jackie, you would actually be right behind me. So on the opposite side of the vehicle from the oncoming people. So that worked out. (laughs) So can I pop out and then try to push? You can. Go ahead and give me a strength check with a penalty die because you're pushing a van. So I roll it twice, right? You you roll it twice, the tens die twice, and you take the the higher of the two results. Okay. You're not going to believe me. I got a one. (laughs) Okay. And then, so whatever this is, and then I got a 54. Well, you'd only get a 51 because you only re-roll the 10s die. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. You're fine because you're like strong. You still, though, manage to square yourself with the back of the vehicle. Even as you hear the tires starting to screech on the closest car that's coming towards you guys, and you get the entire van shoved back up onto the packed road. I feel like that should be an intimidation to our enemies. (laughs) While I'm doing that, I just scream, beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> Once he gets back in, I'll resume driving. As you're driving, go ahead and give me another drive check. I got an 80. Maybe I should roll some different dice. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to roll different ones because I think I haven't rolled anything below like a 50. <laughs> Here's what happens. As you are trying to pick up speed and going forwards, from out of the huge dust cloud you've kicked up, you see as one of the sedan cars comes flying past you and they're hooting and hollering as they do so, you punch the gas and start driving ahead, but you don't manage to get a whole lot of speed up before out of the dust cloud, you see the front headlights of that big truck and it smacks right into the front of your van. Drew, you didn't throw the freaking molly? I was thinking if we were stuck with them, they'd just be a bunch of pissed off dust. So I want everybody to give me. <laughs> Would he be able to throw the molly quick. at it beforehand, okay. or you didn't have a chance to see it? He could have thrown it at the car that zoomed past you, but not at the one that was coming head on towards you. So, what do you want us to roll? Dex checks for the car hitting you guys. Uh, Thirteen. Uh, finally, uh, I roll high. A two. On the uh, one thing I don't need a high roll on because I've got <laughs> such a high score in it. I rolled a 30 yeah. under a 60. 
56, so for over 55. Ooh. Who had a 90? <laughs> okay, Drew is the only person that, because he was getting ready to throw a Molotov, correct? Yeah. And they well, st- you could spend ha- your luck, though, right? It. He can, oh, yeah. yeah. Do you want to spend luck? You only need to spend six points. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you barely managed to hold on to the seat and keep from drenching yourself in a Molotov cocktail as the van is smacked into the front by this truck that this maniac is driving. Fortunately, the harpoon, it looks like cannot fire over the front of the truck. Nice. It looks like it's made to fire from the side, but Tad, as you see it specifically, you notice again that it appears to have a tow line on it. There's a shotgun mm-hmm. underneath your seat. Mm-hmm. All right. At this point, we're going to go to initiative. Nobody was hurt in that accident, but it definitely stopped the van and the truck. On initiative, it's based on your deck score, so naturally it is going to be you, Gwen, who is going first. So our... our- Vehicles are like face to face. Face to face, correct. Can I shoot him? The driver. Okay. Yeah, you can shoot at him. Hug your ears, boys. <laughs> you're at relatively close range, so you're getting a bonus die on the shot. But I will <laughs> let you know. Obviously, first of all, it's gonna be loud and it's also going to destroy your windshield. Yeah, I figured. How much damage is on the van right now? It wasn't a high-speed collision. It looks like since the truck had stopped and was kind of creeping forward a little bit and then accelerated suddenly, you only hit at, like, each of you was going, like, maybe in the 20s or 30s. But is the van going to be able to drive out? The van's that? still operable at this point. Okay. It has a little bit of a shimmy that you can feel in it now, but it's still operable. Can I lean out the window and shoot him instead to save my windshield? You would have to shoot at the passenger at that point because you would be staring diagonally oh. across from him because the big guy was driving that truck. I mean, his harpoon's facing us, right? No, it's angled oh. in a fashion that it can't shoot over the roof of the front of the car. It looks like it's made to fire from the side. It also looks like it's cobbled out of mostly junk. Of course it is. Still thinking I should shoot him. Here, Ben. Russ will fix the windshield. Okay, go ahead and make the shot. I mean, this is such a life or death thing. This guy's trying to kill us with his vehicle. I don't want to get out of my car when they're using cars to get us. It's just a possible homicide in 70s Texas. I mean, come on. (laughs) I think this is justifiable homicide in current Texas. Yeah. Yes. Stand my ground. This is my car. (laughs) It's my home right now. (laughs) That's true. Okay, I'm going to shoot him. Then I get to reroll the 10s? Yeah. I got a 12 out of 50. So that is a hard success. You hit him. He tries to duck behind the wheel, but fails to do so. I may be escalating the situation, but I feel like this is already life or death. You're not escalating anything at this stage. (laughs) (laughs) It's long been escalated. Tad. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and that's for six points of damage. Okay, you fire through the windshield, and there's a loud shattering sound as it spiderwebs. If you're going to try and shoot Ooh. at somebody through the windshield again, you're going to be having trouble doing so because it's but really hard to see through now. They'll have a hard time seeing us, too. <laughs> there is that. But you hear a screaming sound, which leads you to believe that it was a hit. How sexy am I now, flirty boy? 
At this point, you can hear one of the other cars. It sounds like it's pulled right up behind you. You can see people starting to get out of their seats. The truck actually backs up and flips around and starts driving off. You can see, though, that the person that's on the harpoon gun starts turning towards you guys. Might be the Molly. And two more cars start coming around the truck as it's moving off back towards the way that you had come from. I'll actually go last. You know, I'll hold my action until after Drew goes. I'm going to reach for the shotgun in the back. Oh, yeah. You grab up the shotgun. You have it well in hand now. And there's shells around too, right? Yeah, it's loaded already. But yeah, there you notice a box of shells right next to it. Okay. I grab the shells, put them out. Yeah. Got a shotgun. At this point, can I at least throw out the window or... Yeah, at this point, you can try and throw it at the truck that's taking off. We're trying to hit one of the cars that's coming towards you guys. Can you hit the harpoon guy? I mean, yeah, I was thinking about the harpoon guy. So yeah, try I mean, and... you are not moving at this point. So go ahead and, uh, yeah, make a throw roll. You lean out the window with a flaming Molotov cocktail in hand. How about a six? What's your throw score? 55. Okay, so that's an extreme success with the Molotov cocktail. It's kind of hard for anybody who's in the car to see through the shattered windshield. But as you lean out the window and throw it through, you're right on the football field again. You throw a tight friggin' spiral that just zooms right towards it, smashes directly on the pole that is holding up the harpoon gun, and flames just lick over the person that's standing there operating it. Wicked. Yeah. They're going to be so <laughs> mad if they catch us. They, <laughs> they shriek for a couple of moments as the truck is driving, now punching it a little faster and driving, but then there's no more screaming as it continues moving off into the distance. Justifiable homicide. Justifiable homicide. That's all. We ain't getting to no cops. By arson. <laughs> We're going to be, we need to get out of Texas as soon as possible. <laughs> yes. And then none of us were ever in Texas. No. (laughs) I hand drew the other Molotov cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I am not in my element here. As the truck is taking off into the distance, it seems to be cutting down a series of roads that's leading off somewhere else. You can actually see way off in the distance, there's what looks like a big walled-in mission-style building, and it looks like that's where they're heading. But you now have two cars in front of you and one car along the side of you that is disgorging people. Are there any people in my line of sight or my line of fire more specifically? Oh, yeah. At this point, you've got, again, two carfuls in front of you. You can now lean out the window and hit people that are coming out of one of the cars in front of you. You yeah. still have a bonus on the person that would be in the passenger seat, who by the looks of it is carrying what looks like a meat hook. Yeah, I'm firing for meat hook, man. You got a weapon? I'm aiming at you. Um, oh. I got one out of parentheses three attacks. Does that mean I get more attacks because you can fire fast or? You can technically. I think you get a penalty die after the first shot if you're okay. firing wildly. All right. Well, I'm going to fire at the guy with the weapon. Okay. <laughs> if you're holding something, I consider them a target. Fair enough. Fair enough. So with the bonus, it would be a 16 out of 50. 
you fire at him, but he throws himself to the ground and you can see the bullet bury itself in the car door. He dodged that? Yeah. That was like a one six. Damn. Yeah. I rolled a four. (laughs) It now goes to the dust billies. Most of them spend their action running towards you guys, although you can see one of the ones that bails out of the car that Gwen had just fired at is carrying what looks like a shotgun and fires it in the direction of the driver's seat. Hey, why would they do that? I haven't even done anything. (laughs) (laughs) So it only looks like one with a shotgun? Uh, Thus far on that side, you can see it looks like another one on the car that's coming from the front on the opposite side, on the passenger side, is also carrying one of these shotguns. Maybe aim at the shotgun guy. (laughs) Fuck. Guess who just rolled a (laughs) hundred? Shotgun man? The, The shotgun man did. You can see he looks very triumphant. He's like eight feet away at this point from the door. Looks like he's got her dead in the sights, and then he pulls the trigger and nothing happens. That's because your god's forsaken you. (laughs) And one of the ones from the car on the other side manages to make his way over to the passenger side front door. And you can see, looks like he's carrying a table leg. Drew, he's swinging it down in towards the window and trying to hit you through it. So you can either attempt to dodge this, or you can try and fight back. You have the Molotov in one hand, though, right? Yeah. So you're carrying a burning Molotov with one hand as this guy is trying to beat you through the window with the table leg. Oh, I'll still try to fight it off. Oh, well, I know what I rolled. (laughs) Okay, so I roll for like brawl, right? If you're trying to fight back, correct. Yeah. Okay. I got 24 out of 80. You try to reach up and grab this table leg as he's trying to swing it down at you so you can, like, yank it out of his grip or something like that. But you cannot get your hand up fast enough, especially because you're holding this bottle of vodka with a flaming wick on it in your other hand. And instead, he ends up smashing you right on the top of the hand with this table leg. I thought that was a good for you and bad for us, oh. Yeah. No, I rolled a seven. Yeah. Oh. Even though I had a good roll, it was yeah, you not had a as good, good as- roll, but I had a great roll. <laughs> wow. You take six points of damage as it swings down and just <laughs> mashes your hand yeah. the window, completely shatters the window in your face. Is this the time to spend some luck and shrug off five of that? It's not a bad time to do that. That's a really yeah. painful attack. Yeah. Yeah. I'm spending 10 luck on that. Okay. Yeah. So what happens is at the last second, you just flex your knucks as hard as you possibly can. (laughs) You bend one of the nails that's embedded in this table leg as it hits you, and you only get minor cuts and gashes on your knuckles instead. One point of damage. (laughs) That's right. I think I haven't been beaten by a stick before. I'm a wrestler. That's just a Tuesday. (laughs) You do see, at this point, it looks like there's about 10 to 12 yokels surrounding the car. Minus the one that had dove to the ground. Like, they're all within about 50 to 60 feet at this point. All right. So how close is one of these guys to me? If you were to just lean out one of the rear windows of the car, you could paste one of them. How close am I to the shotgun guy? They're actually around the front of the car. You're more towards the back portion of the car. There's two shotgun guys, right? There's the one that I'm... They're both in front of the car. Okay. 
So yeah, I'm going to jump out the back and I'm going to grab the closest one and just try to rip his head off. Oh, okay. So you hop out and the closest guy is carrying a hand sickle like you would use to like cut or something. And he looks a little surprised when big old Jackie Hughes comes jumping out of the back of this fucking... Do you know who I am? (laughs) He's going to try and dodge. I am going to fucking end you now. (laughs) So my brawl is 90, right? Yes, it is. I got a 48. You would have just a regular success. However, I ended up rolling an 80 on his dodge. Yeah. So you reach out. What do you do to him? So I've got him. How big is he? He's only maybe five seven. Oh my god! So I can just rip this man apart like a twig. Yeah, I'm going to try to break his neck and take his head as much as I can. Okay, he's going to grab oh, him yeah. and try to pull. Roll a d three and then a d six for your damage. Jackie's always holding back in the ring. <laughs> so, all right. Okay, d three is a one, and my d six is six. Okay, so you reach up and you grab the back of this guy's head and mm-hmm. you just get so mad that you put your other hand on his shoulder and just start pushing. And he goes, <laughs> as you hear an audible popping sound as you rip some of the tendons in his shoulder, you literally separate his shoulder and the weapon that was in his hand drops loosely to the ground as you deal a grievous amount of bodily harm to this guy. It looks like you've literally ruined his arm. Okay. He's not down, but he is like in a lot of pain right now. Let me see, in fact, if he manages to stay up on his feet. No, he drops to his knees as you do that to him. Okay. So is there more of them around that I can look at at this point? Yeah, there's a couple of them. Motherfuckers, you're next. Are you rolling an intimidate check? Yes, right now. I'll give you a free intimidate check on that one just because of what you just did to that (laughs) man. I rolled a seven out of 70. There's only four total behind the van. Two of them run back to the car that they had brought and completely abandoned. There's one guy behind there. He's holding what looks like a pole that a dog catcher would use. Oh, nice. And he stares up at you in horror. It looks like he's so scared that he just can't move right now. As he wants to shred his friend's musculature with your bare hands. Come here, boy. I'm just pointing him out. (laughs) And I'm trying to stalk towards them. Motherfuckers, you don't touch. Uh, I yell at the other ones as they're running back towards the car. Motherfuckers, you leave my car alone. (laughs) That is mine. I guess that's my turn, right? Yeah, that's your turn. <laughs> Drew, it's your turn. I take this time to throw the other Molotov towards the, a group of them, wherever anyone's. You can try and do so, but since you're already involved in a little bit of a spat with this guy that's right at your door, you're going to have a penalty to throw it while he's still trying to like uh, violently attack you. You know, I completely forgot that. I'm just worried about this thing being on fire. Let's say it's not on fire yet. Oh, no, we're not going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) It's on fire, so you have a limited amount of choices because you guys wanted to play with Molotov cocktails, so there's the (laughs) double side to that. Oops. (laughs) God damn it, Dad. (laughs) Okay. Okay, all I've got is a bleeding hand now, not a broken one. Yeah, you got Um, a bleeding hand and a lit Molotov cocktail in the other hand. 
Oh, and I will tell you, the wick is about halfway burnt down by this point. Okay. At some point, I've got to get it out of there. Yeah, unless but, you want to be the thing that it burns. You know, this sounds stupid, but what if I just try to hit the guy with the bottle? I, just, I don't think that but, sounds stupid at all, Obi. Oh, that sounds yeah. smart. The bottle breaks before it gets on fire. Might not be such an explosion. Okay. Give me a brawl check for that one, Obi. Okay. I want to see what Drew can do with that. Maybe spill it all over himself. I rolled 96. Oh, oh no. No, no. Don't I'm let just him out over. of the van. All right. We're going to talk about good idea, bad idea. <laughs> and the positives <laughs> and negatives that happen from this situation. My van. Does it matter that that's just over 80? <laughs> it, well, it matters in that I also rolled a 98 for this guy to get away. You didn't want to oh. you want to burn luck? <laughs> I mean, he's already winning. Well, but in a terrible way. It's a failure, <laughs> but it, this is a pretty catastrophic failure for everybody that's involved right now in it. Mm-hmm. You may yeah. want to do luck. So, would spending some luck mitigate that? Look, let me tell you, to not fail that, you're going to have to spend 16 points of luck to avoid having something bad happen. How much luck do you got? How lucky do you feel? I feel pretty lucky. So I'm going to spend that. Okay. So at the very last second, as you were trying to slam this thing into this guy, it gets a little slippery and you almost fumble it, but you smash it directly into his chest. And what happens is it ends up cracking the bottle just a little bit and the flames immediately shoot out of the sides. You have to drop it to avoid burning your hands, but it starts leaking burning liquor all over this guy. He ignites. You see his pants light on fire. That could have been our van. And he starts screaming. Jesus. Can I use any of my social skills to like taunt them or anything? Scare them? I don't have intimidate. That's the one social skill I don't have. I mean, unfortunately, at this point, that's really the only recourse that you have left. Yes. Can he hand you the shotgun? Yeah, that's what I do. I'll grab the shotgun that Jackie left and hand it to Gwen. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you reach back to where he just left it kind of at the edge of the the back of the vehicle, and you hand it up to her. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm glad I'm good for something here. (laughs) (laughs) When we reach the top of the round, you can hear that car that the two men had run back to starting up. It appears they want no part of this. It looks like they're also probably planning to leave. Well, what about the guy who shot at me? The guy who shot at you? It looks like he's trying to clear the chamber on the shotgun. How close is he? He's within feet at this point. Like I said, he was like eight or nine feet away from you last cool. time. I'm going to pull out the shotgun and shoot at him. I'm like shooting with like a little 38. He shoots at me with a shotgun. Next thing you know, shotgun. <laughs> yeah. You lean in for a second, grab the shotgun and set the 38 down. And then you shoulder the shotgun as you aim it towards him. He has a very startled look on his face. That's a miss this time. I only got a 60. Well, he tried jumping out of the way as well, and he runs to exactly where you would have shot him if you hadn't aimed a little bit further ahead, anticipating he was going to move a bit more. So you very narrowly miss this guy. The one guy remaining behind the car tries, Jackie, to put the dog catcher's loop over your neck. Out of curiosity, is it an aluminum dog catching stick or is it a wooden one? It's aluminum. What a dumbass. 
I'm probably more used to getting people like Tad. (laughs) 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 So if he's coming at me, can I literally look at him and go, motherfucker, get over here. I'm going to skull fuck you to hell. (laughs) You can do that, but there's no real mechanical benefit other than it sounding great on a podcast. Okay. Well, I mean, it amused me. I'm going to try to like (laughs) grab the dog catcher loop from it. Oh, okay. So he's going to make an attack roll. Yeah, just make a regular attack roll. If you're successful, you'll just rip it out of his hands. Not that it will be that hard. Oh, no. I got a 43 out of 90. Fuck you. I got a one. Oh, oh. wow. Oh, he's going to nail it. Yeah. Jackie, you're feeling like this little guy, because he's maybe 5'8", five, 5'9", five, isn't possibly going to manage to get this loop over your neck. At precisely the moment that he not only does so, but then immediately drops and lets all of his body weight fall to the ground while he's holding on to it. Jerks me down. Yeah. You take five points of damage as the pole end of it strikes you right in the throat where the cable parts wrapped around you. Okay. As he just like dead necks you with it. Okay. Well, there's not much I can do about that. From the front, you can see the man that had the shotgun is desperately trying to pull one shell out and then shove another one in as he's running in a wide pattern to get away from the range of your shotgun, Gwen. The ones in the other car are heading towards your location, Drew, specifically. And there's now, at this point, three dust billies surrounding where you're at. One of them looks to be holding what looks like some kind of a needle. The other one has a big old, it looks like a sock full of quarters, but it's like more leather than just cloth. The one that you had fended fighting is down on the ground rolling and trying to put the flames out. And one of the other ones in front looks like they're kind of walking backwards really slowly towards one of the cars. It looks like they're maybe smart enough to realize this fight isn't going as well as they had hoped. The closest one with the syringe tries to thrust it through the window and get you with it. Dodge this time. Okay, well, that's probably going to work out for you no matter what. I got a 72 on that brawl check, so... I got a 9. Oh, yeah. You have actually had fans try and prick you with needles before when you were walking down the aisles at some of your matches, especially in the Deep South. Obviously, you know, Uh being Brazilian, not a huge thing that people were super fond of in the South. So, yeah, you see this coming a mile away. He telegraphs it. and You just managed to get well out of the way of this thing as he tries to jab you with it. So I'm on the ground right now. Uh, he's Where pulled you he... down. He doesn't have you on the ground. He's just yanked you downward. He's got you pulled down. So can I feel this? Can I break this at all? Just break the entire harness? You can try to. You can try and just break the pole. Yeah. Can I try to? Yeah, give me a brawl check to see if you can just snap this thing with your incredible strength. Uh, 38. He seems shocked. He seems to think you're getting ready to hit him, and he actually lets go of the pole for Mm -hmm. just a second. You grab the bottom of it and pull down, and you literally break the cable with your neck. Nice. (laughs) And now you're just standing there with a broken metal pole in your hands. Can I throw it at him? On your next action, yes. Yeah, I didn't think it would do anything to metal pole. (laughs) Okay. I want to actually get out of the van at this time to meet them instead of waiting for them to poke things at me. 
Okay, yeah, as yeah. part of your action, I'll let you slip your way out of the seat and get into a position where you're ready to fight him on the ground. I'm coming out saying, one of these guys thinks he's a doctor. <laughs> They're going to need a doctor soon. <laughs> and even seeing what I can do. And ro- doing an intimidation. Just barely succeeds, 74 out of 80. Much like the situation that had happened in the back with Jackie, the one that had been near the car and was kind of creeping back towards it starts running towards the driver's side of the car at this point, whereas the other one starts kind of slipping backwards. This is the one that had had the meat hook in their hand. They're wending their way back to the car. It looks like maybe these people are losing their resolve a little bit. Can I still try to punch like the needle guy? Because it seems to be the closest. Yeah. Okay. Hmm, 39 under 80. Yeah. As yeah, it's you a th- reach out and try and grab at him to get a really good shot on him. He manages to step backwards and uses the car as a bit of a defense. He kind of rolls along the side of the car and moves towards the front of it a bit more to get out of your range. But you can see it looks like he's still going to try and engage you. Okay. Yeah, I got a two on that one. So that's that's uh-huh. no failing of yours. <laughs> nope. Um. Can I use persuade or, or fast talk to further convince the ones that uh, they should give up on the fight? I would say persuade you can do with a penalty die, but fast okay. talk, no. They're, they don't have time to listen to you try and pin them a yarn. What I'll say is, hey, you already got to buy a new can of paint to change the town sign for the population number. You sure you want to buy a coffin too? I rolled a 65. Okay, and you've got to roll again and take the higher 10. So you just roll. No, no, that was the higher 10. The 65 was the higher 10. Okay. What's your score? 50. Okay. You do not feel like these people are convinced any more than they had already been at this point. All right. I tried my best. Most of their nerve, however, appears to have been broken at this point by the stiff opposition that they appear to have received. Again, all the cars are at this point turned on. The needle guy is in front of the van, and Jackie still has the one guy who he just ripped the pole out of the hands of. And there's also the guy that was holding the shotgun who is now currently running off into the dirt. Is there still a car in the back? It's still there, but it's pulling away. Okay. So the guy with the shotgun, how far away is he? At this point, he's about 15 feet away from you now. I'm going to shoot him. With the shotgun? I don't get the bonus die with the shotgun at 15 feet, right? Right. But I do with the 38? You would, technically, yeah, because that's still close range. Okay, I'm going to scoop the 38 out of my lap. And I love how you're just, like, swapping the guns on the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want nobody regrouping. So I roll the one. Like a zero, zero, one? Yeah, I don't feel the need to roll the bonus on that. Okay, well, here's the thing. What you get on that is max damage plus impale. <laughs> 10 plus impale. Okay, well, the 10 was enough. You shoot him through the skull as he's running to try and get an angle and finish loading the gun. And he just drops into the dirt. Mama's got a malfunctioning shotgun now. I'm going to go get that after we're done. That's just a skull wound. (laughs) He'll he'll walk that off. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) How many of them are left? (laughs) There's the guy with the needle. And there's the guy that's squaring off against Jackie. At this point, the guy pulls what looks like a small pistol from his waistband, and Jackie holds it up towards you and tries to take a shot. Okay. Peter. I get a bonus. Oh, my God. At this point, 
he's so close to you that you're inside of the zone that he can shoot properly from. I got a 76 and a 96. His gun doesn't jam, but he's just so wildly off. He doesn't have a chance to peg you with this shot. Oh, okay. Can I grab his arm and break it? You can. I mean, go ahead and make a fighting brawl check. He's going to try and dodge you as he sees you start looming over him and realize. I got a 16 out of 90. Oh, God. That's an extreme success. So you roll max damage. Uh, You go to break his arm, but you're standing on his foot as you move in towards him. And you end up pulling his left arm off of his shoulder. You don't dislocate it. You yank his arm off of his body. Can I hit him with it? You know what? Sure. At this point, you're so mad that as he's <laughs> falling and dying, you beat him in the face with his own bloody arm. Okay. We have to get out of Texas. <laughs> okay, wait. Are we the protagonist or yes. the subject of the horror? Make him Is that hitting him? Yes. I'm just trying to leave anyway. <laughs> what did I fucking tell you? What did I tell you? <laughs> we just wanted to leave town. They started it. Yeah, I know. They caused yeah. it all. They reap what they sow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just wow. going to keep his arm for right now. <laughs> keep it? Oh, God. Okay, how are his friends handling this? They are all starting to drive off. They all yeah. appear to be heading towards that same building. I hope the cop of the town isn't in that building. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> one thing you didn't see in this town was any cops. Yeah. Or women. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason I took it to lethal levels. I wanted to go down fighting. <laughs> well, they were, tri- yeah, like we had no choice. And how far away is this building? The building, it's a good ways away. You'd say it's probably maybe a half mile off from where you're at, but mm-hmm. you can see around the top of the building because it's a mission style building. It looks like there's people moving around the walls. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a whole compound of these guys. Yeah, and you can see they have a big-ass set of double doors in the front of it that slowly open up and let some of the vehicles in. They're going to come after us in a Mad Max truck. Yeah. We're just, we're going to go kind of out of initiative at this point once we hit Drew, because he's really the only person left that's got any kind of a fight in front of him. So, Drew, the guy with the syringe is still there. He's looking pretty terrified at this point. It seems he's lost his nerve. Let's test what nerve he has left, and I'm just trying to punch him. All right, let's go. He tries and dodge instead of trying to fight back. It looks like he might be thinking about running. Okay, 67. You bring down a really wicked-looking double axe handle, but he gets right away from it at the last moment. And, (laughs) Tad. You're lucky. (laughs) Way to go, guys. Uh, and the fans think wrestling's fake (laughs) yeah we can never tell anyone about this (laughs) (laughs) no no god no is it telling everyone about this at this point you can see that stumbling backwards it looks like syringe man is very afraid and is probably going to just try and run off into the desert can i sit up on the window and shoot him yeah gwen you just lean over the front of the van and fire (laughs) it Um, is he close enough for me to get the bonus die? No, he is okay. further away oh. at this point. I missed that one. 62 out of 50. Yeah, he leaps out of the way as you're shooting and starts running in a zigzag pattern and starts taking off into the desert towards... It looks like he's running towards that compound. How fast is he? He's decently fast. He's obviously not going to be as fast as Gwen. An enraged Jackie. 
<laughs> I was about to ask. Uh, you think he could probably outpace you. Whether he's got the stamina to do so or not, you're not sure. Okay. So there's no more bad guys around us? Yeah, at well, this point, they all retreated. Well, the guys whose shoulder I ripped out, not the arm ripped off, the first guy who passed out, is he mm-hmm. dead? No. Oh, good. He's got a weak pulse. Is he awake? No, he's unconscious currently. Gwen's going to go pick up that other shotgun. All right, you can see that it appears that this had what looks like a beanbag round in it. Well, there's your problem. Trying to shoot beans. (laughs) Beanbag rounds. Can I uh, fix the malfunction and put it in my car? I have a new gun now. Yeah, give me a firearms rifle slash shotgun check to see how easy you clear it. Because otherwise you're going to need a kit. Are there other cars around us? Not currently. No, they've all driven off. They all drove off? Okay. 63 out of 50, sadly. Okay, yeah. Unfortunately, it's too fouled up for you to be able to do it without an actual cleaning kit. I ain't got one of those. So the guy that's on the ground with the weak pulse, can I get near him? Just try to start slapping his face, trying to wake him up. Sure, yeah. Is there any other vehicles around or are we the only car now? You're the only car now. I'm thinking we poked that hornet's nest. Let's question the guy that's left if he can be woke. Yeah, well, if they're doing that, I'm going to get in the driver's seat and start kicking out the windshield so I can drive my van. Okay, you do that. You kick the windshield out enough that you can see through to drive the van as the hot, dry Texas air just buffets your face. Gonna be fun. (laughs) This van was only five years old, guys. (laughs) It was a baby. You do manage to rouse the dust billy that got his shit wrecked by your arm stretch. He is in intense pain, but he's like, what do you want? What do you want, man? Motherfucker, start talking. Why are you after us? It's the hunt. We gotta do it. It's part of the hunt. What the fuck is the hunt? You gotta be sacrificed. Highway of Blood, Dark Territory is a Real Play Games podcast production. Call Cthulhu is a registered trademark of Chaosium Incorporated. Pulp Cthulhu is a trademark of Chaosium Incorporated. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Chaosium Incorporated slash Moon Designs Publications, LLC, which are used under Chaosium Incorporated's fan material policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast series is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Chaosium Incorporated. For more information about Chaosium Incorporated's products, please visit www.chaosium.com. Highway of Blood is copyright Alex Gillot, 2019. Our theme song, Southern Stoner Swamp, is performed by Six Eyed Beats and used under a commercial license, which includes sync licensing. If you'd like to contact the podcast, you can find us at RealPlayPod on Twitter, or email us at realplaygamespodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to help out the show, please consider subscribing to our Patreon for exclusive non-Chaosium Incorporated content and other perks at www.patreon.com forward slash realplaygamespod. We appreciate your continued support.